eating disordered thoughts or whatnot. And that's a whole other step. Cause once you figure out your pros and cons, you're like, okay, I'm going to give them up. Welcome to the art and science of eating. I'm Jessica Begg, registered dietitian and clinical counselor. I worked for 15 years in programs for the treatment of eating disorders. I now help those that struggle with emotional eating and their relationship with their body. This podcast is where I answer questions to help people along this bumpy journey to creating peace with both food and their body. Thanks, Deirdre, for coming on to the to my <laughs> podcast. I really appreciate you asking your question. Yeah, so go ahead. So my question is, what can you do when you begin to feel as though your disordered eating habits are beginning to negatively impact relationships with friends and family? Um, so for me, how I find this kind of comes into my life is I will actively avoid trying to eat around other people. Um, and that's just due to, I guess, like a, a shame surrounding the amount of food that I might eat or um, perhaps not wanting to eat at all um, or friends with family eating food that I don't want to eat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So your question is, is what do you do when you find that these disordered eating thoughts and behaviors are impacting your relationships? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. 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 You know, the, the first thing that we, that we talk about is figuring out the pros and cons, right? Because to make any difference, you, you have to think about how much do these social interactions mean to you? in contrast to maintaining some of the behaviors that you have. And that's a hard one because they're really difficult to give up, but I think we forget about what we're losing too. So I I guess the question is that I would have for you is what of those things are important to you in, and how do they align in terms of your values? And so like in kind of more tangible ways, we get people to do like pros and cons lists, like, what is the pros and cons of maintaining here and the pros and cons of giving those things up? I think that that's the first bit. The second bit is the next layer that I think that you might be asking is how do you even do that? Because, you know, it's hard to do some of the things like how do you ultimately be comfortable with eating around people or ultimately be comfortable with giving up some of these eating disordered thoughts or whatnot. And that's a whole other step. Cause once you figure out your pros and cons, you're like, okay, I'm going to give them up. Then what? Right. Yeah. So um, can you tell me again what your examples were? Okay. So this isn't something that I really do anymore, but in the past, uh, like when my disordered eating was much worse, I would like, I'd come home from school and this is when I was still living with my parents mm-hmm. and um I will have stopped at the grocery store on the way home and I wouldn't want my parents to know um, like how much I was eating. So I would like sit in the car after coming home from school, not going into the house and I would like eat food in the car so that nobody would know how much food I was eating. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, go in and purge after. (laughs) Yeah. What do you understand about the drivers to that? Like, what did you, what do you understand about what was going on for you at that time? Um, well, I think it was, uh, well, it was definitely a lot of shame. Well, A, because I didn't want people to know um, how I, well, I didn't want anyone to know about my like disordered 
eating patterns. Mm -hmm. And I also, I thought that if my parents saw how much food I was eating, they were going to uh, say something about it and that maybe I was going to get fat or something like that, which in reality, like probably would not have happened. But in my head, that was how that was going to play out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You were worried about people saying like, you shouldn't be eating this food, um, but you really wanted it. Yeah. Yeah. Do what do you think was the driver to that, to the eating at that time? To eating a lot of food when I came back? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, (laughs) for me, um, something that I did uh, is I I wouldn't want to eat during the day. Um, like back when I had more of a problem, I, I wouldn't want to eat at all during the day. Like be that if I was working or at school at the time, um, because I felt like if I did eat during the day, I would have to purge it. Um, and it just, it would take up so much time and energy that it would really negatively impact my school and then my work. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't eat it all during the day and I would come home and be ravenous yeah. and I would eat a ton and then purge it then, but at least then it wasn't interrupting my work or school day. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what happened there. <laughs> I imagine it would have been really scary to even to have that happening, to feel out of control, but then even the risk of maybe somebody seeing you do that when you're like, I've been working really hard to not eat and then to somewhat want to protect that time of eating food. Cause if they said you shouldn't eat that, then you're like, well, when am I going to eat? I'm not eating at all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How do you move past that? Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, I think you, you pinpointed it right there of, you know, being really hungry and not eating enough during the day. And then that walk, you can, we could walk that backwards to how do we get you comfortable in your body to a feel okay with feeding it? and then be caring for your body enough to feed, feed it. I think that those are really important things to feed it throughout the day. Yeah. Cause I think what you're telling me is that it was really stressful to eat during the day. Cause you were worried that it, you were going to be negatively impacted. And I think that that speaks to, you know, being able to, to feed yourself and be okay with that. And then, mm-hmm. so then you don't have to feel like you need to eat a lot at that other time in theory, right? Like, I think that that's the first step. Certainly. Um, but I think in, in, in a general way of answering your question, I think it's about the pros and cons at some point where we just get really frustrated with what's going on and then seeing like, okay, I want, I want more to my life. I want to connect with my friends. I want to have that freedom. I want to be able to eat out and meet with people and enjoy myself rather than being distracted with, you know, what are the calories in this food or can I eat this? Should I eat this? It's really distracting to do that. So yeah, you have to get to that turning point where you want to be with your friends and truly be present. Yeah. And that's definitely something I also would do. Like if friends are going out for dinner, I would not want to join or um, like if a boyfriend wanted to go for dinner, I (laughs) would think of alternative dates because that was like, I just wouldn't want, I wouldn't want to have to go. And then if I did go, I would go and I would like eat, I would order a salad with like nothing on it and then just not eat it, Mm -hmm. which also looks weird to other people. <laughs> so, yeah. So you, you almost like put shine a spotlight on you of your, exactly. now you're not eating different. You're eating differently than other people. Yeah. 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 This is tough, but yeah. yeah, no, I appreciate that. I appreciate you 
Thanks, Deirdre. Thank you. This podcast is for education and information purposes only. Please consult your own healthcare team to discuss what is right for you and your care.